Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Pastor Alex Bryant here. And, man, this is a cool um, opportunity for me. We have two gentlemen joining me here in studio. Gordon Elliott I met a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to get to you, Mr. Elliott. Um, but, and you wrote a book. It's called Dead on Arrival in China. We're going to tell your story a little bit. He um, also used to run the campaigns for Senator Roy Blunt. And, and thank you for being here, first of all, Mr. Elliott. Thank you for joining us here. It's a pleasure. Yeah. We're going to get to you, and you're a big deal, but for me, an even bigger deal, and no, no disrespect, is the man is sitting across from me, Mr. Paul Loxton. How are you this morning, sir? I'm good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very well. So i got to tell you this. When I came to Springfield in 1991, played football at Evangel, Paul was the director over PR and everything, marketing and everything. You did... You were like a one-man show for a while, weren't you for there? For a while, yeah. yeah. And so I played football at Evangel, and, man, he would always be there just as nice as could be, always taking pictures, having them ready for you, always talking with me. And so it's kind of a special treat for me to have you here. Thanks for joining me, um, Paul Loxton, here in studio. Thank you. Good to see you, Alex. I am uh, so proud of you and all that you've accomplished in your life and now getting to see your kids be so successful it's fun to watch yeah it's a blessing it's kind of cool so and you well, got a pretty amazing wife too she's pretty awesome yes yep. indeed so she's listening now don she's awake oh good so we can talk about it <laughs> we can talk Bryant. about her all we want now <laughs> hey, awake. so um we have again gordon elliott you wrote a book and your story is very compelling um well first of all let's talk about you you're a prominent businessman here in this area people will remember and know the name gordon elliott you again like we said you ran campaigns for senator roy blunt i want to we'll probably talk about that the second second we're going to keep you guys around for a little while but um yeah so tell us your ties to springfield and 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 all that good stuff well my ties to springfield was my dad um went into the ministry and, and came from Philadelphia to Springfield. He was born in Northern Ireland, and he had a great story of how he got here during the Depression. Irish were kind of favored. They were hard workers. So I grew up that way uh, in a family that, you know, he was uh, a minister's family, and my parents were perfect. I mean, I mean perfect wow. to this day. And so you, um, minister's family, how did you, how did you, delve into politics because i mean that's sometimes people are like hey well we you know don't talk about politics don't talk about religion i guess those are the two non-talk abouts but a lot of times pastors are wanting to shy away from politics and you're you're down in the thick of it helping get qualified and conservative people elected how'd you dive into that well my parents never voted they never voted because they believed that god made the decisions and and uh so i i grew up not being in politics I was a CPA and, and uh, went to St. Louis for two years, came back. And, you know, my transformation was when I joined the Junior Chamber of Commerce. Uh-huh. And they were into politics, were into everything. So from there it kept going, and, and that's where I, uh, when I was president of the Junior Chamber of the JCs, that's when Roy Blunt came to me and thought I was something big uh, and asked me to be his campaign chair. But let me correct the record. I was never his campaign chairman. He is his own campaign chairman. Okay, then. <laughs> and I was treasurer doing books for years, reports and stuff, because I'm an accountant. But, yeah. but he was the man in charge. Okay, then. And, and we're going to get to that. But you, this is such a compelling story. Um, you, you wrote a book. It's called Dead on Arrival in China. And it's the story of when 
you and your wife, you guys go over to China and you're going to be doing some work over there and emissions work. Is that what I'm? I'm no, I was cruise and okay, cruise it was sightseeing. Okay. But so while you get there, you have a condition, a medical condition, and they think you're going to just not going to make it. People start coming over saying, I mean, tell us what happened. Well, I came off a cruise ship and I put one in on my wife. I, I wanted to go to Beijing or China. So I booked a five day different trip, just the two of us. Yeah. And so three great days in China. Fourth day, I added a trip on to go see a school, eat with somebody at lunch. Big meal. Uh, got back to the hotel, decided I was going to go down to Tiananmen Square by myself. Yep. Halfway there, I got real sick. Uh, started to get sick. Got back to the hotel room, and I started, you know, profusely um, vomiting and, and uh, uh, sweating. And I thought I had food poisoning. So I told my wife, I said, you got to get me to a hospital, get my stomach pumped up. Well, on the way to the hospital in the, in the limousine, they had a limousine there at the hotel. I, uh, I passed out. I'm gone. So, you know, you have about uh, 10 minutes before you're brain dead. Wow. So I get there and kind of a miracle happened because they had just let me explain how the hospital was. You drive up the front door, the emergency room's in the, in the lobby almost. And they just lost a medical doctor from San Francisco to heart on heart. And they hadn't scrubbed out yet. And somehow they came out the front door. I was passed out at this point. Pulled me out of the car and just in front of my wife started working on me, stabbing me. Whatever is a mess, but wow. anyway, from that point, uh, uh, the rest of the story probably we could cover. About six hours later, after they'd sent her home, she or sent her back to the hotel, her home hotel. They, she couldn't stay there, so she had to come back and be there, even if it was on the cold floor. And Chinese came down and asked her to sign papers. And she wouldn't do it. I think they had shocked me for six hours and yeah, thought, thought I was brain dead. dead. They thought you were done. Yeah, they thought I was done, and you know the you know how the paperwork would be. Uh, you agreed to it. Got up there and um, and she whispered in my ear. I responded, and all the doctors clapped. Wow. So um, this is you. You talk about in this book about how that event just change your life i mean since you're on a different purpose i mean that's that's really what the, this is a story of how this what could have been the worst day of your wife's life to lose her husband is now what's giving you purpose and meaning and, and put you on what you're doing is that kind of where we're getting from this yeah you know it started out uh, me realizing i was in big trouble when i woke up and um trying to figure out what i was going to do if i lived you know, you were accountant before this, but you, I think you said in here this is like your a renewed commitment to you know to being a person of integrity, of just being um, just a better man, all of all of, all of the above. I mean, and you're a pastor's kid, obviously, already a good man by many people's standards, but something different just clicked in and, and, and just changed where you wanted to to go even deeper. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, I want to do something good. My my dad had it planned for me to be a minister, and that didn't work for me. 
And so I've lived my life, and he's passed on. You know, kind of thinking, would he be proud of me? So it's pushed me all my life. So um, tell us how, when you've had, you know, your experiences at the time. This is back in 2004. I mean, yeah. 20 years. And and ironically, and, and um, Paul, you would know this, I was able to go to China when you're saying some of these things, Beijing, Tiananmen Square. I went with the Evangel football team. And um, was that some of those same space, spots? And so when you were saying those, it's like, oh, I, I remember that. I was there. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And so um, so then, you know, you're wanting to live a life of purpose. You want to do something special. You want to obviously use your skills, but that you get connected with with Senator Blunt wasn't, you know, at the time, I guess. And then how did how did that experience move into what you were doing and the purpose that you felt like God was calling you to? Well, you know, you just kind of run with the flow because uh, what happened was uh, all the way through there, um, I would, we were good friends. I was, uh, uh, well, we, in the early days, we'd, we'd meet in the, up in City Hall and talk politics. And that's, that's what probably got me into politics more than anything. And so the, uh, uh, it all kind of evolved that I would continue to, think politics i think the first uh, race i got in where somebody asked me to be on a public committee and i'd never you know i i'd never been asked for anything i was an accountant uh, accountants are for bookkeepers right and uh and so i did one of those uh, committees and then my friend john pratt got on city council and i got on the park board and then uh then he got me on the city council and so it went went from there, and it evolved over time. But always, I wanted to, I wanted my parents to be proud of me. Yeah. Well, we're talking with um, Gordon Elliott, and Paul Loxton's here with him. He wrote a book, Dead on Arrival in China. Um, story of crisis, community, and clarity for how to live like you're dying. And that's kind of the main purpose you want people to realize and see. Make your life count for something big. He was also very instrumental, Gordon Elliott was, with um, Senator Roy Blunt and his campaigns, friendship there. When we come back, I want to talk about how Senator Blunt helped get you back here, Springfield, um, and just, man, hey, sometimes I guess it, it pays to have some friends in high places is what I want to say there a little bit. Paul, do you have something you're going to add to that? Yeah, well, no, that is a that is a key part of the story. I think the one thing that uh, that Gordon didn't touch on was the fact that his wife heard a phone call to the embassy in China where they were saying they had a DOA, an American businessman. Oh. And she realized they were talking about his, his her husband. And that's where the title of the book came from. Okay. Because it was them who declared him DOA when he got there. Wow. Hey, we're going to um, stick with these guys. We're going to have them back. Gordon Elliott and Paul Loxton. And we'll dive more into this. And um, we'll do that right after this quick traffic or this quick local news update with Don Lazader. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Pastor Alex Bryan here. We're speaking with Gordon Elliott. He's a businessman, a community leader. Uh, man, he has a lot of accolades here in Springfield. Man of the Year back in 2011. That's pretty awesome there. The Springfieldian is um, um, in, in 2013. The Springfield Chamber of Commerce declared him there, as well as the Volunteer of the Year in 2013. You've done a lot in this community. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So, My pleasure. Yeah, so he wrote a book. It's called Dead on Arrival in China. We are joined here by 
a guy who's a big deal to me, Paul Loxton, and his wife Kay is probably even a bigger deal. So shout out to Miss Kay Loxton there. She's so. listening. <laughs> and so I understand. Paul, tell me how this book came about. A mutual friend um, contacted me, says, now that you're retired, what are you going to do? And I says, we're going to travel a lot and have some fun and, and do some writing. And he says, that's what I wanted to hear. I want to introduce you to a man who wants to have his story written. So Kay and I met with Gordon, and we clicked. We had a great conversation. And over the course of the next couple of years, we uh, continued to work together, put together thoughts, ideas. Sometimes it would go a couple of months. and But the, the, the impetus was, he had this experience that changed his life, and he wanted to make sure that it was written down for his grandkids and great-grandkids. And from there, it grew. Uh, every time Kay would take him some pages, some chapters, he would say, I like this. You got it. You know, you, it sounds yeah. like me. And, and, you know, it was written in his voice. And he'd say, let's add another story. Let's add another chapter. Let's, let's add this. There's some and cool stories in here. There's and, some cool stories. Yeah, there's some very cool stories. And as you know, Alex, I have always said, my wife is the writer. I write. There is a difference. Yes. And uh, she was the primary on this. But we had a blast working with Gordon over the last couple of years. And uh, when it finally all came together and we were able to print the book, it was a glorious day. Well, the cool thing about it and what caught my attention um, man, you, obviously we talk about politics around here, and you were very well known by U.S. Senator Roy Blunt. In fact, on your book, he wrote this. He says, I've known Gordon Elliott since my first campaign for public office. Um, when I learned he had a health crisis in China, I was glad to be in a position to offer help. This story gives you a firsthand view of how it all came together and the life lessons that he's been applying ever since. So if you haven't been around for the first segment gordon and his wife they go to china they're on a cruise there he's walking around Tiananmen square in beijing and all of a sudden has a health issue they take him to the emergency room and you don't want to go to the emergency room in a foreign country especially like china and they pretty much just declare him after a few hours working on him dead on arrival and it turns out his wife um really has an epiphany from god i'm gonna say god spoke something differently and man first i need to know how this happened but Roy Blunt hears about it, and he is in a position where he can call, make some calls. Next thing we know, he's getting you back here to Springfield and giving you the the service. Did you write on Air Force One? That's what I want to know, Gordon. I mean, is that <laughs> that's one thing I haven't done? I would, I'd be open to it though. <laughs> so, when Roy, how did Roy Blunt hear about your health, you know, crisis, and how did he get you back here? Well, he. Um Sometime after 6 o'clock in the morning, our time, 6 their time in China, the um, uh, people in the office, the first thing they thought, he's in big trouble because I was in very critical condition. And they knew the relationship, so they sub, somebody got a hold of him. He got a hold of the embassy. And for every day that I was over there, the embassy would report with somebody in the hospital would tell them my condition and then they'd have to call his office in washington dc i mean that's friendship right there yeah I, senators don't do that for everybody no he was a congressman at the time 
Roy Blue. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, Congressman. Yeah, he was Deputy Whip, and okay. and he um, he was right there to at the right time. That's cool. And when I woke up the first time, the asset I guess in the hospital was the public relations persons for the Chinese government. And this lady come in. I had a ventilator in my mind. I said, "You got a friend in Washington." I'm sitting there thinking, but I've only met the president one time. I don't think he remembers me. I thought, "Oh, that's Roy." That's and cool. so she was obviously. I was obviously going to get the treatment that uh, most in the Communist Party do. Yeah. Wow. And so now I understand Roy Blunt's not. I mean, you. We're, we're talking off air, and we always have a rule here: save it for the air. But you, we're talking about some of the famous people that you've known and met. You know, understand you met the king also. Oh, Elvis, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was, uh, uh, that really got me rolling because I'd never been around famous people at all. And, uh, John Pratt, the president at the time of the junior chamber, got nine of us to go down to Memphis. We all stayed at the Peabody in one room. And Elvis, it's, it was, but a couple of them didn't come back. <laughs> and I, I don't know where they were. But the um, the next morning, you could sit at a table. At noon, there was an event. At night, they had the uh, coronation or the award given out. And I, um, at breakfast, got there early. I got there early, and I sat at his table. That's along cool. with a lady, lady that discovered him, Marion Kiesler. And she was telling me about the story, and then they came over and said, you got to move. He's got a full contract. So I moved next to him. So then by that night, I, you know, we met him reception line, and uh, Priscilla was with him. But I didn't get a picture with her. I was going to give him the camera, and it was just moving too quick. Yeah. Well, now, Priscilla was just in town here at the Atos Center, Theater, Atos Performance Arts Center, and Nixa a couple weeks ago, and I understand you got a chance to meet her then, get a picture with her. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Got a little FaceTime this time, but I'm really disappointed. I don't think she remembered me from 50 years ago, but I remember her. <laughs> Maybe you do. That's it. So, so Paul, tell me about you know um, what drew you to this project. Well, Gordon was a respected community leader, uh, well known. He owns 22 hotels in the region, and uh, has been successful. He was on the board at Missouri State when they changed the name to Missouri State University from Southwest Missouri State. Uh, he was on the board and I believe chaired the um, committee uh, that brought Cliff Smart as president. So we had these you know, peripheral connections through education and through business, and I just knew he was a respected man, and the story was compelling. And uh, it was just an opportunity to try something new and do something different. This is neat. Yeah. Man, the the story um, of Gordon Elliott, he is a businessman here in Springfield, Springfieldian of the Year, Volunteer of the Year, Man of the Year, former city council member back in the 70s. I, now, if I tell that was back when I was a little one. I mean, I'm like, it's more than 72. I think you're on the city council in 77. That was a while ago. <laughs> Don was probably a you know, oh, 20, 30-year-old back then. Yeah. Don, you were probably 20 years old. No, not then. that old. <laughs> but you've also served with um, treasurer for campaigns for uh, many people. Um, George Shrugs was mayor. Harry Strone, Denny Wayne. I know Denny um, very well. Tom Carlson. 
treasurer for Roy Blunt when he ran um, for office several times, and, and even his son, Matt Blunt, there. You've done a lot, my friend, and we thank you and honor you. Thank you for coming in and sharing your story with us this morning. Thank you very much. Glad to do it. So check it out. Gordon Elliott, Dead on Arrival in China. It's a story of crisis, community, and clarity um, for how to live like you're dying. So, Paul, tell us where people can connect with him or the book. How can they um, connect and learn more? You can get an e-version just by putting the title Dead on Arrival in China into Amazon if you want to get the e-book. If you want a hard copy, probably the easiest thing to do would be to go to the Rail Haven. Uh, Gordon is the one who purchased the historic Rail Haven Hotel in North Glenstone, totally renovated it, brought it back to life because it's a historic Route 66, and Elvis stayed there in 1956. Kind of cool. So you can buy a copy there in the lobby. At the Railhead. And thank you for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate you both. Hey, we're going to do um, one last traffic update, and then we're going to come back with the morning dump. Stick around. Wake up Springfield.